and welcome on a Thursday. Glad you're with us. John Morris Show, Walter Abercrombie in the open. Walter was with us yesterday announcing the uh, 2020 class for the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame and Wall of Honor. Great class it is, and uh, we uh, offer congratulations again to all of those folks. Welcome in. Glad you're with us on this Thursday morning. John Morris uh, here at home in Hewitt. Q in the studio, uh, getting us on the air, making things work for us. And Q, good morning to you. How are things going as we get a Thursday started? Everything is going great. Good morning. And uh, I'll just let you know that there are no snails in this building. And there's ah. no snails against the building. And there was no snails on my way up into the building today. So we're snail free over here. That's a good thing. That's a really good thing. I need to figure out what uh, what y'all are doing different than I'm doing here. <laughs> I'm not going to let that go, J-Mo. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just not going to let that go. Oh, uh, That's okay. Uh, Jerry Hill and I were texting last night. He sent me some pictures of uh, his back fence and the snails that are there. So I know we're not the only ones. But I really do think those coffee grounds are helping, are working. Somebody suggested that, and I just uh, sprinkled really a whole can of coffee grounds uh, along the fence line. And uh, when I went out there yesterday afternoon, there were a few snails, but not nearly. Like, I didn't even count them, Q. There was so few. It was like 30 or 40. That was it. So maybe the coffee is helping. Yeah, sounds like you're making some progress. Yeah. Sounds like things are getting better, which is a a great thing. I just, again, it just blows my mind that you have that many to begin with. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about it. So uh, thanks again to the texter who made that suggestion about coffee grounds. Uh, I, I think it really is uh, making a dent in the snail population, at least in our yard. So <laughs> that helps. That's good. Uh, I'll keep you updated. Please okay? do. Please. Okay. This is fascinating to me. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is fascinating. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I, I, you need to just come over here at some point. Like if right. the uh, population gets back up, I'll, I'll let you know. And you just need to come see it because – I know I've sent you some pictures, but it's nothing like seeing it in person. <laughs> right. So, and, and we've got rain coming, right? So if there's more rain, I always think that if it's uh, uh, if there's moisture, that maybe attracts the snails even more. So hopefully they, they don't pop back up. Yeah, no, for your sake, hopefully they don't, man. Because, uh, again, if you're starting to starting to get rid of them, uh, yeah, let's, let's hopefully they stay away for you, man, because that's, yeah. that's all bad. <laughs> all right, we had a fun night last night with the uh, with the Baylor Coaches Show. Hope you were able to tune in to that. Uh, great to visit with Felicia Mulkey, uh, Baylor acrobatics and tumbling coach, uh, Joey Scrivano, who we uh, we did uh, clarify his, his true first name is Giuseppe, Giuseppe. Uh, Scrivano is his name. Is that not uh, Italian through and through? Right. Giuseppe. Yep. So uh, we visited with uh, Coach Scrivano and then Ryan McGuire and Baylor Volleyball. We revisited their outstanding season, uh, which they were number one in the nation, finished with the number one RPI, won the Big 12, shared the Big 12 title with Texas, and then went to uh, the Final Four for the first time in program history. So that was fun uh, last night, and that was our final coaches show of the year. Q, uh, I had fun doing that. I mean, it was a good little weekly mm-hmm. project to do with the coaches show. So uh, now that's gone, I've got to find something else to kind of scratch that itch. Yeah, you just need another project. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. I thought that that was really, really cool uh, to be able to do that and, you know, have a couple coaches on. And, you know, a couple coaches actually came in studio and recorded. Yeah. I know Coach Rodriguez and uh, Coach Drew came in, in studio. And uh, that was really cool. And it just, it, again, it, just hearing that and hearing those coaches shows kind of makes you feel like we're getting closer to, you know, a little bit of normalcy and just gives you a little bit, like you said, a little bit something to to, to scratch that itch. So that was fun to do, but that uh, was the end of it for the school year for our Baylor Coaches Show. Uh, we have a new uh, podcast that is up. That is another ongoing project, the Sikkim Podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcast from Apple, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify. It's on the Baylor website, and it's with uh, Glenn and Janice Moore. Uh, and we had both of them on to uh, sort of talk about uh, in their household. They have three foster kids mm-hmm. in addition to their own two kids. And this is Foster Care Awareness Month. So I, th- I thought it was really good to 
hear from Glenn and Janice about that uh, and the dynamics in their household, you know, welcoming three kids in as foster kids. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Uh, love talking to Coach Moore whenever I get the opportunity. I mean, he just – I seem like – I feel like anytime he's not even trying to give me some kind of knowledge or some kind of education, he does, you know, just by talking to him. So it's always great to, to hear from Coach Moore. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that that's a really, really good podcast. Yeah, it's good. It was fun to visit with them. Uh, our uh, other project that's going on is the Teams of the Decade, and women's tennis is the latest. It is in the Waco Tribune-Herald today, the uh, women's tennis team of the decade, and uh, that project continues. It'll be on the Baylor website shortly, if it's not already. Um, uh, it's a joint project between Baylor Athletics and the Waco Tribune-Herald, and the uh, player of the decade uh, in women's tennis is Linka Bruce which I uh, kind of <laughs> slipped a little bit yesterday. Might have spoke about yesterday. <laughs> yeah, may have. May have. Think about the week for Linka Brusova, and, and she deserves every bit of this. First off, yesterday she's uh, introduced or announced as uh, a member of the uh, Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame. That's a great honor. And then today, uh, the All-Decade team, she's not only a member of the All-Decade team, but the player of the decade for right. women's tennis. That's a pretty good couple of days for Linka Brusova. That's one of those weeks that you don't want to you don't want to end, you know, because you're you're on a roll. You know, it's, it's almost like uh, it's almost like when a, a player is up to bat or, or someone's in a game and every shot's dropping. You don't want that game to end because everything is is on a roll. She's on a roll right now with winning these uh, awards. Yeah, congratulations to her, and the entire list is there. It's in the Waco Trib today, wacotrib.com, uh, and then on our website at baylorbears.com. Next up, women's track and field. All-decade team will be on Sunday. Uh, next Thursday, a week from today, it'll be men's golf. We got our group together uh, yesterday and uh, formulated that team, and that was fun to do. Uh, then on Sunday, May 31st, uh, our baseball all-decade team, and then wrap it up Sunday, June 7th with the football uh, team of the decade. And that's going to be fun to do. When yes. We get to the last one, the football one, uh, we'll have uh, first and second teams, uh, every position, offensive player of the decade. Hmm, wonder who that might be. <laughs> Defensive player of the decade, specialist of the decade. So uh, that'll be good. Uh, that's the final one of these all-decade team uh, that will be announced, and that is Sunday, June 7th for Baylor football. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a yeah. really, really good one. Man, I'm, yeah. just, I'm sitting here thinking right now. I mean, I actually have to pause and think about all the different players and, you know, all the different uh, positions and who's going to be on that. That's going to be outstanding. I'm glad you guys have that, that job of having to do that and not myself. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it, it, there are some really good discussions and you just don't want to, you know, you want to do these people right. Uh, you want to uh, recognize the ones that deserve it. And, you know, in some cases, like the men's basketball, when there there were more that really deserved it than you could put on the team. So um, it's tough. There's some mm -hmm. tough calls with that, but it has been really fun to do. All right, uh, let me tell you what's coming up in the hour. Uh, I had this thought yesterday when I noticed that uh, I, I saw something about uh, Indy car racing and, and uh, coming back to Texas Motor Speedway in a couple of weeks, but no Indy 500 this weekend. This is Memorial Day weekend, as you know, and, uh, you know, for years and years and years, this has been the weekend for the Indianapolis 500, but not this year. You know, so many things have changed. We had the first Saturday in May, and there was no Kentucky. Derby that is pushed to September now we've got Memorial Day weekend and there's no Indy 500 that has been pushed to August but uh, I thought uh, man that's a huge uh, change a huge deal in Indianapolis and the surrounding area so I thought of our friend Jeremy Butel he's a Baylor grad graduated from Baylor in 2005 Jeremy worked with us doing some projects when he was here in school and then after school and now he's at a, a radio station in Indianapolis so I texted MQ and I said, hey, uh, could you be on? Just talk about what Indianapolis is like without the Indi Indy 500 on uh, Memorial Day weekend. And he said, sure, be glad to. So we'll catch up with Jeremy coming up. And uh, it's just got to be a huge hit 
to that city. Mm -hmm. I mean, economically, yes, uh, but hopefully they've got the race coming up in August. But in so many ways, you know, this weekend, uh, Indianapolis is the center of the sports world in a lot of ways. So uh, we'll talk to Jeremy about that and get his thoughts, and uh, we'll have that coming up in just a few minutes. So we got that straight ahead on the show here, off and running on a Thursday morning. Glad you're with us. Let's check weather. It's going to be warm again today. There is some rain in the forecast. We'll get all that coming up in just a moment. John Morris Show brought to you by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Also brought to you by DMRA Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy today. It's going to be another humid day with highs topping out right around 89 degrees. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a 20% chance of a passing shower. We fall to 70 and tomorrow partly to mostly cloudy skies with a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms and a high of 89. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5, 6, and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. At Bush's Chicken, you can always count on getting the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Need a change of scenery? Spend a few nights at the historic Stagecoach Inn. This hotel, with its heritage trees and lush outdoor spaces, is the perfect place to get lost for a few days and escape the hustle and bustle of city life. Lounge in your guest room with boutique-style amenities and enjoy a chef-driven menu from the restaurant delivered to your room. The beautiful Texas landscape awaits you at the historic Stagecoach Inn in Salado. Reserve your room today at StagecoachSalado.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Dave DeRozier. I'm the general manager at Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center in Waco. With the current situation, all non-essential businesses in Waco have been ordered to close. Automotive repair is considered an essential business, so we will be open to serve your needs. Here are a few things that we're doing to flatten the curve and to protect you and to protect us. We have a concierge service where we can come and pick your vehicle up and drop it back off at your home, and you can pay with credit card over the phone. Another option is you can drive up underneath our canopy and get straight into our shuttle, and we can drive you straight home. In addition, every vehicle that comes into our shop is getting sanitized prior to and after the repair, and we're putting a new pair of gloves on after each service. Our team at Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center is here to help you in any way. Please call us. Thank you for your time and attention. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Thursday. Thursday means the uh, Rob Sellers funky bump of the day. There you go, Rob. Uh, Curtis Mayfield. Uh, when you hear the vocals pop in, uh, you tell me Curtis Mayfield, a lot of his songs sound the same, or, or you can identify them pretty readily with him, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. There you go, a little Curtis Mayfield for the Rob Sellers Funky Bump of the Day today. And there you go, Rob. Uh, back with us and glad you're with us on this Thursday morning. We're brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. That's the Pioneer Boys, and that is their uh, web address, pioneerboys.com. Serving Central Texas since 1943, the same ownership going back to 1943. Same family-operated business covering four generations 
very rare in today's business environment. At Pioneer Steel and Pipe, their reputation has been built one customer at a time over the years. Their objective is to make sure their customers leave satisfied with their buying experience. Uh, if you're building a metal building or uh, maybe a barn dominium, maybe you've got uh, that project uh, on your drawing board. The barn dominiums are really hot right now and you don't know how to get started. Well, the guys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe will help you find the best contractor for the project. They service the largest selection of metal building contractors in Central Texas and would be happy to point you in the right direction. Uh, basically, uh, to put it simply, they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. That is Pioneer Steel and Pipe, locations in Waco and Bryan, in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane, and in Bryan as well, open Monday through Friday, 730 to 5, Saturday 8 to noon, and again, anytime on the web, check it out at pioneerboys.com, that is Pioneer Steel and Pipe. So, Q, next segment we will visit with uh, Jeremy Butel, who will join us from Indianapolis. Uh, the Indy 500 dates back, uh, uh, this will be the 104th running of the Indy 500 this year. And i um, trying to do a little research here and figure out if it has always been on Memorial Day weekend or maybe it moved around or when was the last time it wasn't on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I would say it has been uh, a while since that's happened, but it's now scheduled uh, because of uh, the pandemic we find ourselves in. It's scheduled for August 23rd is the date for the Indy 500. Uh, my dad, uh, when we were growing up, he was a big uh, car racing fan, and we were in Kentucky, and we went to the race twice. I remember nice. going twice, and uh, it was really cool. You know, you think about I mean, if you're a car racing fan, you appreciate it. If you're not, you think, I don't want to sit there for three hours watching cars <laughs> drive by, you know. But but if you're there, uh, man, it is some kind of event. It is a great event. And Q, one of those that, that I think you'd appreciate more in person maybe than just watching on television. That's what I've always been told, and I really want to make an effort to get to, up to Texas uh, Motor Speedway yeah. and, and actually see an event. One, that place is just so massive. But two, I I've, I've really have had that on my list of things I want to do because uh, like there's other sports out there as well that you go and you just see them in person, and you're like, yeah, you could really, really appreciate that. And that's what I've always heard about you know uh racing you know is that it's one one it's one big party but two it's just you know you'll you'll really appreciate it in person so uh at some point i will get there and i will get to see one in person that'd be cool i recommend it i I think it'd be great and one year so i went to the indy 500 twice and one year we sat on the uh on the inside of the pit area which was fascinating. You know, it was on the home stretch, but it was on the inside. And you'd think, you know, you can't really see a lot from there. But what you do see are all the cars that come in for the pit stops. And just to watch those crews work and be that close to it. I mean, we weren't that close. It was a safe distance away. But to be there and see it in person, man, it was just fascinating. So uh, so that was really fun. Uh, tw- twice we went. um I'm trying to remember what years that would have been. I think it was, I mean, this was way back. I think it was 70 and 72 that we went to the Indy 500. So I, I remember it uh, very vividly. So uh, a lot of fun to think back and remember on that. So no Indy 500 this week, but uh, it is scheduled for August 23rd. What are things like in Indianapolis on Memorial Day weekend with no Indy 500? (laughs) We'll check in with our friend Jeremy Butel, a Baylor grad who is uh, there in Indianapolis working in Indianapolis radio. We'll visit with him when we come back. Hey, stay with us. Glad you're with us on this Thursday morning. John Morris Show returns here on ESPN Central Texas. And that's two for the Jayhawks at the end, but the Bears win by 12. Baylor's first win ever in Allen Fieldhouse. And the Bears, number four in the nation, impressive in a win over third-ranked Kansas on their home floor. Final score, Baylor 67, Kansas 55. And, John, this, this Baylor team is the real deal. The home of Baylor Bear basketball, ESPN Central Texas. At Baylor University, students find their place to shine. They're faithful friends and inspirational leaders. They're championship teammates and independent thinkers. They're on the cutting edge of high tech and in the halls of history. If you want to make the world a brighter place, you can. And if you want to shine in your own way, 
you can. The spark you need is already inside you. Bring it to Baylor, where lights shine bright. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Now more than ever, we all need a strong immune system. Healthy diet, along with the right supplements, help support your immune system, specifically multivitamin and vitamin D. Dallas' own Cooper Clinic recommends vitamins to improve the quality and quantity of its patients' lives. Use coupon code IMMUNE20 on coopercomplete.com to get 20% off any purchase. That's IMMUNE20 at coopercomplete.com for 20% off. Make Cooper part of your daily regimen and support that immune system. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Clark Roofing, the ones that call for home or business roofing jobs. Check them out online at ClarkRoofingTX.com. Midway head football coach Jeff Hume was a guest on the Matt Mosley Show on Wednesday to talk about summer workouts beginning June 8th and what he's been doing to prepare for them. I went in my garage and, you know, found an old whiteboard, so I've nailed it up to my garage wall, and I've been going in and out, uh, racing and writing stuff. I like, we can do this, this, and then erase that. I'm not like, let's do this. I don't know, let's do this. So, yeah, I've got about 20 different ideas up there and trying to figure out (laughs) which one we need to get done first. But just be able to talk about it with you, with our players, with our coaches is really exciting. Cowboys pass rusher Alden Smith was conditionally reinstated by the NFL on Wednesday, meaning he is now cleared to take part in the Cowboys virtual offseason program. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. show on this Thursday morning. So, uh, again, one of the great traditions talking about the Indianapolis 500 normally run on Memorial Day weekend. And the way they uh, start the festivities or a big part of the festivities there uh, is that the singing of Back Home Again in Indiana. Q, uh, here's a quiz for you. Uh, do you know who that is? That's, that's <laughs> a guy who sang it for many, many years. He has uh, passed away recently. The last year he did that was 2014. But uh, do you have any idea who that is singing I, that? I get an F for the day. Just give me a no, fail. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't say that because it's it's really obscure. But listen to who this is. So you hear that voice. That is Jim Neighbors. Really? Who you know better as Gomer Pyle, USMC. Right, right. But he had that great singing voice. And he sang back home in Indiana uh, again to uh, kick off the Indy 500 for many, many years. And people who, who uh, you know, think of Gomer Pyle would never associate that character with exactly. a singing voice like that that Jim Neighbors had. Exactly. That's why I was willing to just take the F. <laughs> I'll take the I, fail. <laughs> it was a stretch. No, yes. it was a stretch. Wow. So. Yeah, well, uh, maybe a guy uh, with a similar singing voice, I don't know, uh, joining us now from Indianapolis. Our good friend Jeremy Butel joins us, 2005 Baylor grad and working in radio in the Indianapolis market. Uh, Jeremy, good morning. Uh, what is it, 13 years at the station there? 13 years since I moved back from Waco, Texas. John, you've been in the car with me a few times. You probably have heard me sing, so I'll let you be the judge on that. <laughs> you, so when Jim Neighbors uh, stopped doing that, you weren't the first call to pick up that. You know, so that Q, right? gets, Q takes the F on that trivia question. John, uh-huh. do you know who has taken over the duties on that? Oh, <laughs> I'll take an F. Uh, no, I don't. Who is it? It's the it's the uh, opera singer who does the Blackhawks games. Oh, um, he's an Indiana University grad, uh, Jim Cornelison. Nice. And Very he good. took the mantle in 2018. 
Very nice. Very good. So, Q, I got an F on that. That's right. We we all failed together. (laughs) (laughs) That's good info, uh, Jeremy. I appreciate that. Well, how are you, man? It's great to hear your voice and great to have you on with us today. You too. How are things in the uh, the 254? Uh, Good. Probably about like they are there. You know, we're all sheltered in and hoping for sports sometime soon. Yeah, for sure. What's it like uh, in, in Indianapolis? Uh, you know, Memorial Day weekend is such a big weekend, and really the eyes of the sporting world are on, you know, the Brickyard and Indy 500, but no race this year, at, at least this weekend. You know, the omnipresent mantra or joke in, in you know, late-night TV these days is, you know, what day is it, what week is it, time is yeah. nothing, time is meaningless. And that's probably been overdone a little bit, but the truth of the matter is it doesn't feel like we should even be at the end of May yet. Um, we've also had a pretty cold and rainy spring here, so we haven't had that typical nice weather yet. And so it, it I had to remind the staff here that, hey, don't come into work on Monday um, <laughs> because it, it's a holiday, but it, it really doesn't feel like it's here yet. And, yeah. you know, when I, when I moved to Indianapolis in 1992, the Indy 500 is before the, the cart split and all that. And the Indy 500 really was everything. Yeah. And the, 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 the month of May, you know, that, that phrase means something here. The month of August just doesn't have the same ring to it. Mm-hmm. But it was even more prevalent back in the early 90s when I moved here. There were, you know, checkered flags streaming from every store awning. There were replica race cars in, in parking lots, and there were meet and greets, and the, the Steak and Shake car was out in front of the Steak and Shake. And that kind of went away over over time anyway. Yeah. And so it hasn't felt the same, especially since I moved back in 2007. It hasn't really felt the same. Now, working in media, I was more exposed to the Indy 500 than I had previously been. So that's a little tough for me to judge, but it it hasn't. It hasn't had that all-encompassing feeling in a few years anyway, but it's obviously uh, much less so this time around. I got you. Wow, that's good. Uh, and, and you say, you know, the month of May, and that's that's a, a great term. It means a lot there because it's not just the race in race day. It's the month leading up to it, the uh, practices on the track and the time trials and everything like that. So it really is a, a big buildup leading up to the race uh, on Memorial Day weekend. I used to live up in that area, and then I worked um, when I was first starting here at the station. In the morning, I worked at a warehouse up on 16th Street, uh, which, if you know anything, uh, it's just down the down the road from from IMS. And sure enough, as soon as it flips to May, you hear them practicing in the mornings, mm-hmm. and obviously, you can hear it from a little ways away. And then, yeah, um, practice on the weekends and in in on radio stations here. There are daily, you know, talk of gasoline call-in shows, and uh, it, it does kind of take over. People decorate their porches, and um, I had a, a, a good friend that posted on social media on May first this year. It's it's May, and it's Indianapolis, darn it! And he put his checkered flag out on his porch anyway. Uh, but yeah, it, it does. It, the month of May means quite a bit here. Jeremy Butel, our guest, Baylor grad, uh, working in the media in Indianapolis, and glad to have you with us. And, and I know we've been talking about the, the races and what that means there up in Indianapolis, but let me take you back to April, and, and what did the NFL draft mean? I mean, obviously the combine always goes through through uh, Indy, but what did the NFL draft mean and uh, what the what the Colts were able to do and now have a new quarterback in Phillip Rivers? There are, uh, I don't know the percentages, a number of Colts fans have – uh, a list of two quarterbacks that they hate in this world, and obviously Tom Brady is, is number one on that <laughs> list. And for many people, Phillip Rivers was number two. And when the when the rumors started to circulate, uh, I know that was uh, some, some Colts fans had to um, talk themselves into a situation like that. Now, um, when they drafted Eason, the quarterback, um, I think that kind of helped signal the future a little bit. Um, but I think they can um, probably adjust to the idea of living with Philip Rivers as the signal caller for at least a year. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, I saw I saw where uh, head coach Frank Reich thinks he's going to be there for multiple years. But one guy I did want to uh, mention real quick was uh, Michael Pittman Jr., who was the wide receiver that was drafted. Uh, he He's a real deal player. That should be something that Colts fans are excited about. I think, you know, for a long time it's been – 
a lot of T.Y. Hilton and right. not a lot of else. And yeah, there has always been a star quarterback in place up until Jacoby Brissett here. And, um, you know, there were the legends like Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. And then uh, Hilton kind of took that mantle. But but recently people have grown really frustrated with the weapons that have been available uh, for Colts quarterbacks to utilize so i think going so offense heavy when you talk about jonathan taylor and and Mm -hmm. uh, jacob eason and michael pittman jr everybody loves uh offensive players they've heard of when it comes to the nfl draft (laughs) so i think that was a lot of fun Jeremy, along those lines, a uh, different sport, but the uh, Pacers uh, and Reggie Miller and that group, mm-hmm. uh, they got a lot of air time in, in the last dance, uh, you know, the story of the Bulls. Uh, did you watch all those, and what did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in Illinois, and so um, my um, my Chicago sports roots run deep, so that was <laughs> appointment watching for me every Sunday night, and I yeah. knew – I knew the Pacers episode was coming this past weekend, and I heard from a couple of Pacers fans who were kind of dreading it. Um, but then when I heard from them Monday morning, they, they were beaming with pride that MJ said that that was the toughest run they had from anybody yeah. in the entire uh, the entire dynasty was from that 97-98 Pacer team. And when you look back at the Pacer team, it was completely loaded. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Chris Mullen, Maybe not in his prime, but still an effective player. And then and Reggie and Jalen Rose and the Davis brothers and Rick Smith was still very effective back then. So that was a team that never quite got there. They they made the um, NBA Finals in 2000 and lost to the Lakers. So they never got a ring. But that's a really respectable roster now looking back. It really is. That was one of those that I felt like, I mean, maybe outside of of Indianapolis, they never, ever were appreciated the way they should have been. Because just that roster that you mentioned, man, they were some players. They were some real deal players out there. I think, yeah, I think there was uh, a realization of that on Sunday night for some people. Um, Obviously, Reggie is still very, you know, visible in the media these days, so people know that name. But people probably didn't realize the, the depth of that Pacer roster. Yeah, it was impressive, and, and I read something about how impressive Reggie was in his interviews, you know, in that series. Like, he kind of he kind of stole the spotlight a little bit, you know, in the, the clips they used of him. As a as a Bulls fan, I um, <laughs> people talk about MJ's push off of Brian Russell, uh, yeah. but mm-hmm. the <laughs> the Reggie push off of Mike to hit the game winner was oh. uh, that was highlighted in the Last Dance, and that was that had some of my Bulls fans' friends crying. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Butel with us from uh, from Indianapolis. Uh, he, what, what do you think? Uh, do you think when it gets to August and the uh, 500 this year is scheduled for August 23rd, do you think there'll be the buildup in the month of August? Uh, I mean, like you said, that's just different than it normally is. And then how do you think it'll, it'll play out once you get there uh, in late August for the race? I can't imagine it being the same if, if, Things go as planned. The NFL will be the talk of the town by then, um, and that's tough. Um, it's not a huge college football state, um, and we don't know if we'll have that. Uh, hopefully, we do. Sick them. But um, mm-hmm. if that's the case, that's that's another thing that's competing for for uh, for exposure. Um, who knows if the NBA Finals are going on at that point? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm a sentimental guy. When when the calendar flips to May. In the, you know that spring weather hits normally, you just you start to feel it. I'm uh, I am the designated decorator of our front lobby here at the radio station, and I, <laughs> nice. I'm in charge of putting the Indy 500 display up this year. And uh, I didn't do it this year. I I don't think I will on August 1st. I'm just <laughs> I can't imagine that I'll be feeling it that way. Tomorrow would have been Carb Day. Yeah. Uh, John, we're being deprived of Ario Speedwagon and Sticks in concert. Oh. Wow. On uh, on Carb Day at IMS. It's just, uh, I think that was pushed back in August as well. But I, I just can't imagine it being the same. Yeah, I can't either because it fits in the calendar so well. And this is the spot, you know, this weekend for the race. And you push it to August, it just changes the dynamics of what else is going on that weekend and everything else. Um, but uh, but still a great event. And hopefully, you know, hopefully it uh, it goes off without a hitch. And, and what are they saying or do they know yet about fans uh, in attendance in August? 
I talked to one guy who who does a sports show locally here last week, and he said, I can't imagine a scenario where we have people there. That's kind of a shame. Yeah. I don't know if this made national news or not, but Roger Penske bought the track uh, in November. And, I mean, that was that was obviously huge news locally. And he is pouring a ton of money and resources into upgrading the fan experience there. Okay. And they were, in, in, on one hand, you can say, well, they, they've been granted more time to have that ready, all these upgrades and improved restrooms and better parking and, and huge um, media screens. Um, to me, I think it would have really transformed the experience because uh, I haven't been since 2016, but it was it's a little bit of a primitive experience, um, wake, waking up and heading down there and spending the day there. Um, so they were on their way to to really, really ramping up the fan experience. And I, I don't know how much money they've poured into that already. I'm sure quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, for, for – I, there was a, a NASCAR race on Sunday with no fans. Right. Um, and I, I saw some highlights. I didn't watch it live. But I remember um, there were – where I saw the highlight of them interviewing the winner. And he's like, I just want to race, and it's dead silent in here. <laughs> Yeah. And that's uh, man for a place that gets packed out like that here in Indianapolis. Uh, I, I'm having a hard time picturing it. How much does that take away from the event as well? Because we, me and John, were talking earlier that just racing in general is one of those that really to to uh, really in, uh, appreciate it and enjoy it. You've got to be there in person. Yeah, I mean, I've heard. I'm sure it, it, it's a big hit to the economy. Um, if if there are no fans, I heard somebody say last week, uh, racing is the sport where there's no home team. Right. Now, a, a lot of locals do go to the track uh, on race day, and I don't know if, if people know this nationally, but we get blacked out here because it's, other than 2016 for the 100th running, um, it's technically never a sellout. Right. So people don't get to watch it live on TV here. Um but as far as like the the people coming in from from out of town for the for the race, I'm sure that's a, a big deal for the economy. Race day is huge. The uh, the the traffic patterns for that day are just insane. I, I said earlier I used to live up there. You couldn't if you were not at your home at a, spurt, a certain time, you had no chance of getting home until late in the evening, just because traffic patterns are, are all switched around and it's kind of chaotic. Jeremy, uh, it's it's fun to talk to you, and you know you're from a different part of the country. Can you give us a sense of what Indianapolis is like right now? Are restaurants open? Are malls open? Uh, you had a haircut anytime recently? <laughs> I'll send you a selfie, John, and let you be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, thanks. I um, won this past Saturdays, first first time in two months. So I, I was glad uh, to a haircut I have not had. Um, the mall opened last week. Um, I drive by it every day on my route to work. It's been kind of slim pickets in the parking lot. I have not ventured in yet. Some restaurants are open. I have not dined in yet, so I can't speak personally to that experience. Um, things are kind of waking up here, especially the outskirts. Marion County, which is Indianapolis's county, that's still under a little bit more of a restriction. Um, it has been, it's been really quiet. There was one night where, uh, late at night, I, um, drove downtown to Monument Circle and, and around, uh, surrounding areas and I saw maybe three people total. And that was just, um, it was kind of a stark experience. I ended up taking quite a bit of pictures because I thought I may never see something like this again, where a, a big city like this looks really like a ghost town with an eerie quietness. And that that was quite an, something to experience. So it's uh, I'm sure nothing too unique. Uh, we're you know bordering um, Illinois, which is on you know much more advanced lockdown than us. And I've got some friends over there who are growing really frustrated. But uh, slowly but surely, things are starting to open here. Okay. Well, man, it's great to visit with you, and uh, thanks for your perspective from there. And enjoy the weekend, even though there's no Indy 500 coming up on Sunday. But great to visit with you, and thanks for your time this morning. If you need to scratch that itch, you can go to ims.com slash 500 at home and uh, figure out the ways to still, still celebrate the month of May from the comforts of your home. Oh, very nice. The old <laughs> virtual way, huh? Very Thank good. You. Hey, Jeremy, great to visit with you. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. Sick
All right, man, thanks. Jeremy Butel with us from Indianapolis. No Indy 500 this weekend. And uh, I had found what he was saying there right at the end about on the IMS website. Uh, what is that? IMS.com. And they are doing, well, I saw it on the NBC Sports website. Uh, they're doing a ton of things virtually this weekend. Um, yeah, here it is, IMS.com slash 500 at home. Use the hashtag 500 at home. They're having um, – uh, yesterday they had, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Yesterday they had 500 at home activities, uh, began yesterday, uh, tapping into community spirit of the month of May. Tomorrow they've got, uh, embrace the spirit of Miller Lite Carb Day, uh, race fans, a day full of classic rock and racing related activities. Then on Saturday, uh, two things uh, fans love the most, history and racing, a virtual Legends Day uh, presented by Firestone. That's on Saturday. And then Sunday, the day when the race would have been run, they will have uh, virtual versions of race morning traditions such as uh, the cannon blast, uh, singing of uh, Back Home Again in Indiana, those type things. So they got a lot of things there on that website. If you, if you do uh, want to tap into that, ims.com slash 500 at home is the website for those events this, uh, this week, all week, not just Sunday. That'll work. So, <laughs> so great to visit. Great to visit with Jeremy about all that. Get uh, that perspective from right there in Indianapolis. Hey, let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Glad you're with us on this Thursday morning. John Morris and Q brought to you by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It is uh, Ronnie Lee joining us on a tough day. With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor alumni program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So get connected, get something started, get involved, and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni. Visit us at baylor.edu slash alumni. It's been tough. Sitting in isolation, rarely getting out, neglected, unimportant, naked. Hi, this is Jay from Pickup Outfitters, and I'm talking about the forgotten casualty in this mess, your truck. It's been waiting patiently for you during this crisis, waiting for some sign that it's okay to get out again. At Pickup Outfitters, we believe that no truck should be left behind and that it's time to reward your truck for sticking with you during these difficult times. So we're announcing the End Truck Nudity Stimulus Package. Benefits designed to outfit your truck so that it's ready to get out in public again. Like free installation and a free rubber bed mat with every hard bed cover purchase. $250 off ranch hand bumpers installed. All receiver hitches get a free ball mount. All gooseneck and fifth wheel hitches receive a free plug in the bed with install. And there's more. Call or come by our pickup outfitter showroom and help us make your truck feel wanted again. Or check out our in-truck nudity stimulus package on our website, createacommotion.com slash stimulus. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Clark Roofing, the ones that call for home or business roofing jobs. Check them out online at ClarkRoofingTX.com. Midway head football coach Jeff Hume was a guest on the Matt Mosley Show on Wednesday to talk about summer workouts beginning June 8th and what he's been doing to prepare for them. I went in my garage and you know found an old whiteboard, so I've nailed it up to my garage wall and. I've been going in and out, uh, racing and writing stuff. I like, we can do this, this, and then a race that. I'm not like, let's do this. I don't know, let's do this. You know. So, yeah, I've got about 20 different ideas up there and trying to figure out <laughs> which one we need to get done first. But just to be able to talk about it with you, with our players, with our coaches yeah. is really exciting. Cowboys pass rusher Alden Smith was conditionally reinstated by the NFL on Wednesday, meaning he is now cleared to take part in the Cowboys virtual offseason program. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to today's JMO Radio Show.
Back with this final segment, John Morris Show on this Thursday. Glad you're with us. Great to catch up and visit with uh, Jeremy Butel in Indianapolis. And uh, Jeremy and Derek Smith, uh, good friends and roommates uh, during their time here at Baylor together. I think roommates. I think that's right. But uh, it was great when those guys were here. And, uh, man, we put them to work, and they did a great job and continue to do so. So fun to visit with Jeremy. Uh, Q, uh, one uh, thing I meant to mention yesterday and neglected to do so. So there was a story in the Waco Trib yesterday about King McClure and uh, his broadcasting career uh, and what he's doing with ESPN. He's he's one year in. Uh, he thinks he's going to get you know a, a uh, an offer to come back and work with them whenever they have basketball to work. But that was really good, and I'd recommend that uh, King uh, worked with us on a couple of mm-hmm. games. Uh, on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus and then went off and did uh, more games uh, and some studio work for ESPN. So John Warner uh, talked to King and uh, did that story that ran in the Waco Trib yesterday. That's cool. That, that really is. And uh, me and King every once in a while will, will you know, exchange text messages with each other and, uh, you know, because he has podcasts that he's working on and, you know, I do podcasts all the time. So every once in a while he'll pick my brain about that or he'll, you know, he, he was at the radio station here for a while, helping us out around here and just kind of getting his, uh, you know, feet in the door and, and just trying to learn as much as possible. And so I really respect the fact that he, uh, you know, wants to come in and wants to learn as much. And actually I had him co-host last year. Uh, I had him co-host the show uh, with me, a whole three hour show. He just, you know, just kind of rode shotgun and it was just me and him uh, on the show. And so uh, I just, uh, I love the fact that he, he wants to dive deep into, you know, this kind of a field and he's doing everything he can. So I'm uh, really happy for him. Yeah, that's the best thing about King is he, he works at it and he's willing to work at it. You know, he didn't want to, you know, he, he knew that he couldn't just step off the court and say, okay, ESPN, I'm ready, you know, to go to work now. He knew he had to work at it and uh, he he did that, man. So I'm really proud of him and proud for him, the work he's put in. And uh, I know he'll continue to uh, progress. Uh, and he was doing a couple of things, you know, he was doing game analysis, you know, on at games, Mm -hmm. but he was doing some studio work too. And I'm telling you, that is not easy. Right. I could not do that in the studio because you think about it on a, you know, on a Monday night or a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, or even a Saturday, if you're in the studio, all the games that are going on and you've got to be plugged in enough to every, you know, every conference, every team to uh you know to have uh information to share about whatever highlights you're showing there and man that is tough yeah it just means that you have to really be disciplined and really have to like you said be locked in and and uh you know it's not just walk in and start talking i mean it's it's a lot of uh, before the broadcast ever begins, research and work, and you know, it, it takes a lot to get it done. By the time he's done with all his research and his his prep work, I'm t- sure the show is probably the easy part. <laughs> you know, that's the, yeah. that's the easiest part of the broadcast is doing that. It's all the pre work. Oh man, yeah. So uh, well done by King, and uh, he is a guy that's willing to put in the work to uh, to be good at his job. So uh, check that out. If you missed that story yesterday, check it out. It's on the web, Waco Trib. Dot com. All right, uh, Q, what do you guys have coming up between noon and 3 today? Well, in my Sports Center update, you heard me talking about Alden Smith from the Cowboys. He's been reinstated for, I think, like the third time, and uh, hopefully he's going to be uh, have, a, have a good mind and, and, and body about himself, and he's in a good place right now. So we'll talk to RJ Ochoa at 1230 from uh, ESPN San Antonio, also blogging the boys about Alden Smith and the Cowboys. That'll be at 1230, just anything, you know, Cowboys related. Then at uh, 2 o'clock, Tim Watkins from BearsIllustrated.com. He'll join the show to talk everything Baylor Bears, and then we'll close things out at uh, 2.30 with uh, Jeff Wilson from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram talking all things Rangers and how they're getting their spring training action kind of in at uh, the new ballpark there in Arlington. So we'll, we'll get Jeff Wilson's thoughts on that at 2.30. And you never know, we could uh, sprinkle in a, you know, another guest or two in between now and then. But uh, that's, that's what we have plans for right now. Very nice. Look forward to that. So that's noon to 3 with Q and Ward and uh, Stephen, and then Stephen and Matt Mosley. On the Matt Mosley Show, 3 to 6 this afternoon as well, all here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Q, uh, let me mention some birthdays, and then we'll get out of here for this morning. Birthdays uh, today on this date 
And I am searching. I am searching. Here we go. Steve Doty's birthday is uh, today. Happy birthday to uh, Steve Doty. I haven't seen him in a while, but uh, he's still uh, around. Uh, Hunter Taylor worked uh, with Baylor men's basketball for a while and now is at, where is he? Uh, I think he's at Ole Miss now. So uh, happy birthday to Hunter Taylor. Um, Garrett Green's birthday is today. Garrett is from Austin or worked in Austin and uh, now is doing minor league baseball. His birthday is today. Wait a second. I buried the lead here. Today's Matt Mosley's birthday. Is it really? Yes. I had no idea. I had no idea. I'm just going through the list here and I did kind of bury the lead. So happy birthday to Matt Mosley. Make sure Steven knows that uh, little fun fact. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, we'll we'll give him a great time about it when we do our crosstalk around 245, 250-ish. Yeah, we'll give him a good time. Or do you think Matt would be, or Matt would bring it up himself? Oh, you Matt's think? definitely no. going to bring it up himself. No, Absolutely. He would he? No, He's going to celebrate no it himself all so long. <laughs> <laughs> no way he would bring it up himself. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. Some birthdays today, uh, including our own Matt Mosley. And uh, that is today for Matt Mosley. 47 years old is what this says. Is that right? Uh, I don't know. Right? He always says he's a year or two older than me, and I'm 43, so... I yeah. guess he's more than a year or two older than me, so I <laughs> yeah, might have okay. to bust him out on that one, too. All right, good deal. Well, fine. get get to the bottom of that, will you? With, oh, I will. Uh, with Mosley this afternoon. All right, uh, Q, I think I'm going to uh, mow uh, when we finish here today. It's Thursday, I know, but I've got no Zoom calls uh, set up nice. for the moment. And I do have some work to do, but I'm going to uh, head outside and mow and get that done today. We're helping MJ, our son, uh, move this weekend. Okay. He's uh, going down to College Station and packing up everything down there, moving that out. And then we'll go to Dallas. We'll get that today. Or he's down there today. Uh, I'm going tomorrow to help him. And then uh, Saturday, take it up to Dallas. He's got an internship with uh, – um, uh, with a firm up there, nice. engineering firm up there for the summer in Dallas. And he's got a place to stay, but it's unfurnished. So he needs, you know, stuff from uh, from College Station and from here. So I'm going to help him uh, not today, but tomorrow and then Friday. So I'm going to get that mowing done today. And MJ's moving out. He's been here uh, most of the summer. <laughs> Seems like this summer we're just now to right. Memorial Day. Right, exactly. But he's been here since uh, since March, you know, since the classes shut down. Right. And uh, it's been great to have him here. But, uh, man, he's moving out, going to Dallas, and going to start that internship in about a week. That's cool. That's really, really cool. So yep. congratulations to him. And I, I still think that he's, he's at the perfect I, – I don't think you can stop him from growing or getting any older, but – MJ and he's 23 is perfect and yep. he all goes back to the last dance it's perfect he just has to stay right there MJ 23 just can't <laughs> can't it. change sorry we are right in that wheelhouse right now <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly all right so uh, helping with that and going to get the mowing done today uh, ahead of helping him the next couple of days hey we appreciate you tuning in this morning thank you very much for that uh, Rob Sellers was tuned in and he texted me and Bruce is listening he texted me as well and uh, just appreciate everybody that is tuned in and listening and thanks to Jeremy Butel who was on with us from uh, from Indianapolis kind of given the lay of the land up there in Indianapolis with no Indy 500 coming up this Sunday. Uh, it is rescheduled for August 23rd, and I guess it'll happen uh, without fans in uh, at the Brickyard in Indianapolis in August. So that'll be strange, but that's the uh, that's the world in which we live right now. Q, appreciate you, man. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll hear you again at noon and talk to you tomorrow at nine. Everybody have a great and safe day, and Lord willing, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Yeah, you know what? You're getting a haircut on what, Saturday? You're looking at me now. I had it this past Saturday. Did you really? (laughs) (laughs) My bad.